Welcome to the Anchored Abode Podcast, where we are striving to change the world one abode at a time, starting with my own. Welcome to our first podcast. This is Anchored Abode. I'm Becca, the host. Sometimes we will have guests on. My husband will be one of them, Dusty. And I will also be interviewing different people in different areas of life. There's a couple organizations that I want to bring light to for the very significant value that they bring to true believers. And also just special needs moms and the like. Um, I think they they have such important information to share. And I, I love giving them a voice. Um, a lot of times people have a lot of great information to share and they don't always have the opportunity so i'd love to create that opportunity if you have any suggestions pop me an email becca at anchoredabode.com and i will look into it okay so my husband and i have been married for 14 years junior high sweethearts but not like typical junior high sweethearts we did not date until we were out of high school um, but we kind of liked each other back and forth so Uh, We have four wonderful kids. They are the light of our life. We are also a homeschooling family. We started that a couple years ago. We had a big snowstorm and we had all the kids home every day. I I was forced to not go into work or to do anything for our, our business. And I really enjoyed our time together. And that was what started the steam rolling in my head of, hmm, maybe I should look into this because I really enjoyed having everybody home. So that was kind of what started it for us. Um, Nothing against if you send your kids to school, to each their own. Um, But for us, that's what works and that's why, why it started. One thing I'd like to do today is to introduce myself. And by doing that, I would like to share my testimony. I write blogs as well and that you'll find on anchoredabode.com can put a link in the comment section. But I wrote out my testimony a couple years ago and then I tweaked it for not as many personal details to post on my blog. But I really want to establish that connection with you of I try to be really real. I hope you see that I'm an authentic believer and that I struggle with everything that you probably do (laughs) but uh just to see that like my walk is my own and I believe that it could be used for the encouragement of other fellow believers to uplift them and maybe encourage their own walk but I share it for his glory God's glory alone um I've given I've written another post before on enneagrams and personality tests and just how I believe they can, they have the potential to stifle our walk. And I had done that until the Lord has reworked himself into my life and created a space where the Holy Spirit could dwell. I hid behind mine. I didn't host parties. I did not willingly give money to organizations or churches. I held on to it. I didn't like to host really. And I would never have started a podcast or a um, YouTube channel because I am a behind the scenes person, 100%. This is 
really outside of my wheelhouse. So with that, I would really like to share. So I was never one to share my testimony. Um, again, personality test. Uh, it almost seemed like an affront to my reserved reformed background. I erroneously associated those who shared as more charismatic believers. It wasn't until I wrote it out that I saw God in it, in the details, in the inner workings of truly why we had gone through so many trials in a couple year time span. So there's a song that just wrecked me for the last five years, Um, Big Daddy Weave. And if you have not heard it, go listen to it. So it goes partly like this. If I told you my story, you would hear hope that wouldn't let go. And if I told you my story, you would hear love that never gave up. And if I told you my story, you would hear life, but it wasn't mine. Yeah, I, I cry a lot when I listen to that. But I hope it's also an encouragement to you if you go listen to it, which I highly suggest, and have that be the encouragement behind you sharing your testimony. Because now I'm like really big on sharing your testimony, having other people know where you come from, because it opens up to them a realistic view of who you are and that you have struggles and they can relate with you and and you might have an opportunity then with that person that you would never have had before. Okay, so I hope you see in my testimony that God has weaved throughout it while changing me entirely. Um, it's not, it is being shared solely for his glory, not my own. Please also join though later and share a link if you want to your testimony or if you'd like to have me see if I post it on my blog, you can also ask for that opportunity as well by emailing me. Okay, so my testimony. I cry a lot, by the way, so I'll do my best to make it through. (laughs) Okay, I was raised in a Bible-believing home that was also quite strict. Being the daughter of a lawyer, I was raised with laws and logic. This carried through to our family's beliefs. My parents raised me with the intent for me to know the Lord. Looking back on my journey, I would say I definitely knew who God was. I knew who he wasn't, and I knew his laws. I knew the Bible. I knew theology. I knew God was omnipotent, omnipresent, and omniscient. I knew to study the Bible. I knew to live morally. I knew to pray. I knew. But that was what I failed to recognize. Knowledge can be power but it can also carry a false sense of assurance. I had missed the heart and I didn't even know it. Five years ago, there was a horrible situation we were in and it was one of those times I truly needed to lean on God. Thankfully, I had enough knowledge built up to know that I needed him and him alone. A veil had been removed when I then realized that I'm a wretched sinner and the only one who is perfect and can truly be reliable is God. Up until then, I had lived most of my life thinking that although I knew there's no such thing as being a good enough person that it would lead me to heaven, I still believed I was good enough because I based my life on the Bible. After that veil was gone, I broke down one of many occasions, praying and asking God to teach me to draw near to him. I desired something I had no idea how to attain. I wasn't sure how to move past where I was at in my walk because I thought I had it all together. So I prayed for God to guide me. I was not aware of the weight of my request and what it would entail to bring me into right relationship with him. It was during this time that another veil was lifted. A facade was being stripped away and I saw things clearly 
after wondering for years what was wrong within certain relationships we were a part of. We were forced to take stands against some who were close to us and cut off contact with some who had been a regular part of our lives. This was a very bitter time. The advice I received during that time was invaluable. One of those pieces of advice was that I needed to find my worth in Christ. Although it confused me at the time, I clung to it for reasons that have now been made clear to me. I needed to hear that. I can't change anyone. I can only change myself. The knowledge I thought I had was, in essence, a joke. Sure, it had been the undercurrent of my journey, but it was never more than that. No different than anyone else, the pride in my life was my downfall. But I came to realize I carried pride deep down in all areas of my life. Just because I didn't share it with others didn't mean it wasn't a part of my disposition. It was hindering a right relationship with him, and I allowed it to continue to grow. For one of the women's studies at our church, I signed up for the parenting class under the prideful assumption that I knew what I was doing. My oldest two were well-behaved, and they listened to me. Okay, hear me out. They were only not even in kindergarten, so that's how bad my thinking was. I entered the class thinking I would have all sorts of advice to give, as I had a lot of strategies I had read and learned about. I'm a researcher. The first week broke me down hard. It talked about how we can have good kids who obey, but where does that get us if we aren't reaching their hearts? I read that chapter at home, and another veil was lifted off as I wept, realizing I had missed my kids' own hearts just as I had missed my own. I knew what I thought I needed to know, but I didn't have any sort of real relationship. I began to think over my life and realized I was no different than the Pharisees. They knew the law and they wanted to follow it to a T, but they didn't understand that they were not in relationship with him. They heard the law and sat, as Judas did, among the greatest teachers of all time, but their hearts were not changed. God was not done refining and opening my eyes, though. There was still an entire area untouched where my pride continued to hide. It was in the love of money. I loved how frugal I was with it, and it controlled me and my decisions surrounding it. My generosity was hindered because it would mean me losing money. And through a series of very unfortunate events, God threatened to and did take away all of that security. He obviously saw my stubborn nature and how I clung to it still instead of him. You would think by now I would realize how much my pride was a stronghold in so many areas of my life and that it was my downfall. I didn't fully see it, but I did continue to cling to God and ask him to keep refining me through this all. Again, I didn't fully grasp what that request would require of me. It was a very slow and drawn-out process getting us to this point of the next veil being taken away from my eyes. God was gracious, so gracious, in that it was one thing after another and not all at once. He was very gentle as he continued to answer my prayers and continuously break down my barriers. I am very grateful that he granted my request for wisdom. It became part of my morning prayer and part of how he granted it was opening my eyes throughout these last couple years to see his hand through all the trials. There were so many times that I prayed, begging God for help or wisdom or finances, and he opened my eyes to see and recognize his help, his guidance, his answers to prayer, his help when he wouldn't straight out answer them the way 
I had requested. He was with me, and I knew it. I knew he was still good, even though my earthly self definitely preferred different results. His goal was for my soul's good, and I knew that what he was taking us through was for a purpose that had everlasting results and was worth it. On earth, we have been blessed with so much. Our needs being met are all we can ask for. We have not been without shelter, clothing, or food. In this life on earth, I want my expectations to align with scripture. So I know that no matter our journey, our lives may be wrought with trials until the very last day, but God will always provide for our needs. I started to understand the Bible in a whole new light as well. A light that was seeing it more as God intended me to see it. I learned how to pray for those who oppose you from Psalms. I learned that it is okay to request protection from people or diseases if you are living rightly with him. I learned that there are, I truly learned the three different types of people in the world. True Christians, worldly Christians, and unbelievers. There were three Bible verses that I had never really known or understood before God unveiled them. I learned about God's sovereignty from Galatians 6, 7. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever one sows, that will he also reap. That verse nearly floored me when I read it because it matched my old life. I was attempting to mock God, to trick him into thinking I was one of his by living a moral life with a cold heart. He cannot be mocked. There is nothing you can do or say that will get you into heaven if your heart is not aligned with his. Another area the Lord revealed to me is found in Revelation 3, where it references the hot, true Christians, the cold, the unbelievers, and the lukewarm, the worldly Christians, in the church of Laodicea. And it says, I know your works. You are neither cold nor hot. Would that you were either cold or hot. So because you are lukewarm and neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. For you say, I am rich, I have prospered, and I need nothing, not realizing that you are wretched, pitiable, poor, blind, and naked. I was a lukewarm, worldly Christian, keeping the pew warm. Church was not an exciting thing for me. Devotions had been occurring on a semi-regular basis. My prayer life, near non-existent. I had missed the heart issues. I never let the Bible seep past my brain and into my soul. I was lukewarm. I do believe that had these life circumstances not occurred, that I would not be where I am today, fully able to claim with a full assurance of my salvation that I am one of his. So amazing. (laughs) I thank him for the trials he brought us through because I get it. I finally get it. The Lord brought us through so much because he had to break me that much to see it. He had to purify a home where his Holy Spirit could dwell and teach a now teachable heart. The other realization I had was just how narrow the road to heaven really is. In my prior life, I thought I was there, that I was one of his, but I was only deceiving myself. The way is narrow. I say it a lot to those around me because I never realized before just how narrow it is. 
I never knew who he truly was, and I was headed toward an unknown danger of hearing him say on the final day, I never knew you. Depart from me, you worker of lawlessness. God has granted me the peace of his assurance. I never knew that I could rest in that because I never had it. I had questioned my faith and my relationship with him, rightly so. I know my journey is my own, and if I was asked to do my life over again a different way, I would say no, as I would not want a chance that I may not know him. He has touched my heart and changed me from the inside out. I fully believe he's refining me and preparing me for eternity in heaven with him. And I'm so humbled and grateful that he chose me as one of his. (laughs) Soli Deo Gloria. For his glory alone. All right, so that was my testimony. (laughs) I can't get through it without crying. But again, I'm Becca. I would love to walk along this journey uh, in this life with you. And I hope you will follow along. And, And again, share your testimony. Be bold in who you are in Christ, even if it's not your nature, because it's worth it. Thank you for listening. If you would like to subscribe, you can go to anchoredabode.com and subscribe to the blog. And I will have all of my new podcasts come through as a blog as well. So you will be aware of anything new happening on the site. I'd love to hear from you. So if you want to reach out to me through the website, that would be great. Thanks again for listening. See you next time.